outside. Did you notice that? Oh, yes, I did, uh, Yossi. And it's extremely hot outside. You know that? And I just want you to know, I just want you to understand that, uh, Baruch Hashem, air conditioning is working here beautifully in the studio. Ha! <sighs> And hopefully, if we get some uh, donations, it'll stay. Oh, I hope so, too. Uh, okay. Uh, 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 we, we, by the way, uh, we're being streamed live, Rabbi Earths. Did you look? Did you notice? Did you, did you, did you, did you notice? Oh, wow. What a beautiful background. Whoa. Oh, yes, indeed. Wow. It's an unbelievable background. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, wow, it's a new setup and everything. Rabbi Irvs, you know, so you don't have to wear any headphones. Oh, yeah? Well, let me try out some sound effects. <laughs> wow, that was good. Okay, we're going to hope so that everything is good. Well, Rabbi Irvs, do you have a beautiful story tonight? I do. And do you realize that as of this moment, I'm being recorded live, people could see me live on their computer, and they could see me right away in archives. They could check it out with uh, YouTube, whatever they call it. I don't know what they call it. Uh, okay, anyways. Uh, wow, this is so exciting for me also. Yeah, for me also. But, uh-oh, Rabbi Irv, they might see who I am. Big deal. By now they know you already. Why are you so shy? I'm not shy. I hope you got a good story. Oh, yes, I do. I have a very, very big and long story. And you have no idea how great this story is. I have no idea because you ever tell it before? Actually, no. And do you know I know a lot of Baal Shem Tov stories? Uh, quite a lot. But uh, we'll, we'll get that in a second. First, let me tell everybody that you are now listening to J Root Radio. And we are live streamed on. And you can see us on uh, kosher, uh, um, you know, internet or whatever, you know. Uh, Glot kosher internet, yes, of course. And, of course, you can see us uh, um, streamed on archives later on if you want to hear the story again or whatever. And, oh, come on, Rabbi, I'll tell the other part, I'll tell the other part. Yes, yes, what is it? Well, uh, you know, I, I was just thinking out loud, uh, um, if you have this new story, it's probably going to take a long time. Right, right. So let's just do this quickly. Okay, everybody's listening to j Rudd Radio. And you can listen on the telephone, 712-432-4217. Or you can listen live on archives, or I mean live, and then listen to archives if you want, on 718 Six nine zero nine nine. Why that was terrible. And and also, if you wanna like, uh, how would you say? Uh, uh, if you wanna send donations to Jayroot Radio? Does the address is Jayroot Radio twenty eight twenty nine Nostrand Avenue, uh, Brooklyn, New York. Of course, one one two two nine. Okay. Wow, I'm so excited. <laughs> wow, look at this background. Woohoo! Yeah. Can I climb over there? No, 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 no. It's not for climbing. It's a background. Yeah, but it looks so real and everything. I want to climb up there. No, 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 you can't. Wow, it's such a gorgeous scenery. Woohoo! Uh, hey, listen, you know what? While I tell the story, you could watch the scenery. All right. Uh, but if you fall, don't blame me. I, I, I'll try not to. Okay, wow, it's such an exciting thing. Anyways, uh, you want to do those uh, uh, quick... Uh, uh... Yes, 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 yes. Okay, if you're interested in hiring Rabbi Yitzhiers for any storytelling engagement or karate demonstration or for the Kayach of the Mayach, for more information, of course, call 718-375-1294. And it's very interesting. Kayach of the Mayach... Let's rewind that. Okay. 
Let's do that again. All right, let's rewind again. That was so much fun. No, 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 no. I was just saying rewind again, so I should say it again. Oh, I thought it was so much fun. Let's do it again. No, no, stop that already, Yossi. Now, okay, so if anybody's interested in hiring Rabbi Yitzhi Erps for storytelling engagements or karate demonstrations or Kayach of the Mayach, then you can call 718-375-1294 if you're interested in any private art lessons or small group art lessons or if you're interested in any artwork, paintings, portraits, kasubis, and things like that of that nature, uh, you can always call 718-375-1294. That's correct. And if you're interested in ordering any of Rabbi Yitzhak's CDs, and he has over 40 of them that are not in stores, and if you're interested in ordering them, you can call 718-375-1294. Leave us your fax number or uh, your, your email address, and we'll be more than happy to email you the whole list and all the information how to get them. Okay? Uh, uh, is there anything else? Well, let's see. You did the karate. You did you did uh, oh, yeah, martial arts lessons and things like that. If anybody wants martial arts lessons or chico exercises, uh, energy exercises, and things of that nature, they can call 718-375-1294. All right, so I'm so excited. Can we get to the story now? Yes. Now, let me tell you, this story is a very, very interesting story. Now, I just want you to know that this story was highly recommended by uh, one of our listeners. Oh, which listener? Was it me? No, 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 no. It wasn't you. So who was it? Who was it? Well, it was recommended by one of our listeners, and his name is Zalmi Hirsch. Now, Zalmi Hirsch recommended this very interesting story, and Baruch Hashem, uh, he gave me a lot of information, enough information for me to do some more research and put this whole story together because you know. I know, because when you feel a story, you can tell it so much better. Uh, that is correct. That is so much correct. Ah, that's so much, uh, is that so much correct English? I, I don't know. Oh, well, whatever. Okay, so let me just start off by telling you that tonight's story is called Soulmates. Uh, not soul as in your shoe, okay? Soulmates as in neshama, okay? Soulmates, neshama. I don't know how we just say that, neshama mates, whatever. Anyways, so here we go. So again, this story is dedicated uh, by uh, Zalmi Hirsch, which means that Zalmi Hirsch recommended the story. He gave me a lot of details, and I borchem from those details. I'm going to pick up the rest of the information, and now I have this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful story. Okay, so here we go. First, I want to tell you something that the Baal Shem Tov used to always say. One, well, he had a lot of things that he said, but one of the things that he used to say that was very, very interesting was... From every human being, a light rises, and it reaches all the way to the Shemayim. And this light, Mamish, rises, reaches to the Shemayim, to the heavens. And if there are two Neshamas, two Neshamas, two souls, and they are destined to be together, and each other's light combines together and makes a much stronger light, and they light up the world. And sort of a say, uh, you know, like we heard many times that somebody could save the whole world by one mitzvah. You never know the schus, you never know the schar. Well, anyways, now that we have enough of the background, let's go to the actual story. 
One day in the 1700s, in the times of the Baal Shem Tov, there was this lady. Her name was Esther. She was an older lady, and her husband was a woodcutter. Her husband was the woodcutter Zalman. I'm home now. I think we have enough money that I made so we could uh, celebrate Rosh Hashanah. Uh, uh Uh-oh. Look in your eyes. What's going on, Esther? Tell me, tell me, tell me, Esther. What's going on? Well, I'll tell you. Let me just clear my throat a little bit. How I cleared my throat. Now I feel so much better. You know, I'm getting older, and, uh, you know, miracles can happen, you know. Sari Mano, she had a child when she was 90 years old, so it's possible for me to have a child also when I'm older. So I was just thinking. Yes, you were just thinking about what? Well, I was just thinking that, um, that, you know, we're gonna... Don't tell me. You want to go spend your time again, and we'll go Rosh Hashanah uh, uh, at the Balsam Tov in, in Mesovitz, right? Yes. All right, let's go. And so they got onto their horse and wagon, and they loaded it up, and they were mamish on their way to spend Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And perhaps if they could, they would spend Sukkot there in Mezavish. And many people used to come out there at that time because Rosh Hashanah is a time of tefillos, a time when tefillos can be accepted because people all over the place, they work on trying to, uh, how would you say, to become, what's that fancy word, Yossi, Yossi, stop looking at the background too much. You're supposed to be paying attention to the story. What's that word I'm looking? Ah, oh, they're looking for a bracha because when everybody does tshuva, then the shem is a klor, and the tzaddik, the Baal Shem Tov's a big, big tzaddik, and he's going to give a bracha, and it's going to be mekuyim, and everything will be fine and dandy. Uh, right. So, uh, go on with the wagon, and I'll just study the background. Yeah, you do that. Okay. And so they got on their horse and wagon, and they began to gallop. And as they galloped, they galloped more. And they arrived and made a short stop, of course, by Mezevish. And as they came to Mezevish, they waited online when the time was right to speak to the Baal Shem Tov. And there it was Esther's turn, finally. Next place, next, who is next to see the rabbi? Uh, who is next, next, please? Are you next? Oh, 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 Sit down. Relax. Don't be so nervous. Rabbi, you know why I'm here all the time. I'm here once again for a bracha for a child. Would you, Rabbi, help out and add your tfilos to my tfilos and my husband's tfilos? And this way, maybe Hashem will answer and and say yes this year, and I could have a child. What do you say, Rabbi? And the Baal Shem looked up and he said, My dear Esther, I'm sorry to tell you, but it's time for you, after Rosh Hashanah, go home and wait. Unfortunately, it's not the time yet for you to have a son.
Oh, dear me, oh, my. And this would go on for year after year. This mamish went on year after year. And finally, after a good number of years, she came there. And she said, oh, dear me, oh, my. Is it that time for me to have a bracha or not? And the Baal Shem Tov looked at her and said, Ah, very interesting. Guess what? This year is the time. Hashem Yisboch is going to bless you with a wonderful boy. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, this is great. I, I, I can't believe it. Oh, amen, amen, amen. And she was so excited. She was extremely excited, and she finally left. And this time, instead of being said, oh, no, not this year. How do you mean not this year? But this time, she said to her husband, guess what, guess what? Hey, let me guess, with you jumping up and down and singing and dancing like this, you know, it's not nice for you to sing and dance like this, you know, you gotta be calmed down. I'm so excited, it's very hard for me to control myself, very hard, I'm working on it, I'm working on it. Okay, what's the excitement? Baruch Hashem, no one was around to see me jumping up and down. All right, listen, listen, the Baal Shem said, this year it's gonna happen, we're going to have a child. Ooh, Baruch Hashem, let's And sure enough, the following year, the Baal Shem Tov was waiting for the woodcutter and her and his wife to come. And looking to the left and looking to the right and seeing all the people that came, the woodcutter's wife wasn't there. And the Baal Shem Tov said, Ah, Borach Hashem, Borach Hashem, I know what happened. Ah, if she's not coming, that means Borach Hashem, she had a child. Borach Hashem. And so for the next five years, this old lady didn't come. And then finally, finally what happened was as follows. Five years passed by. And this old lady comes with this little five-year-old child. All right, this way, this way. Come, come, come. Now don't look at me again like that, please, okay? Uh, all right, it's, oh, it's you again. Now oh, we haven't seen you about five years. Everything all right, Baruch Hashem? All right, get your turn to see the rabbi. Go ahead, go ahead, right straight into the bus. Go ahead, go ahead. You can go straight in. And so she went inside to see the Baal Shem Tov. And the Baal Shem Tov looked at her and said, Ah, Baruch Hashem, he's such a cute boy. He looks so handsome. Ah, can I know horror? He must be a smart boy. Oh, yes, yes, Rebbe. I came here because I, I don't know how to tell you. In one way, I wanted this child. And in the other way, I'm... I'm, I'm uh, Yisaka, could you wait outside, please? Sure, Mommy. Thank you, Yisaka. I'm, I'm, I'm scared of him. Scared of your son? I don't understand. Why would you be scared of your son? You waited so long for a son, and now you're telling me that you're afraid of your son? He's only five years old. What could he possibly do? Uh, Rabbi, I, I don't know how to tell you this, but the moment, the moment he, like, how you say, he opened his eyes when he was born, uh, and the moment he was able to open it up and he, and he looked towards me, his eyes were very piercing. They scared me. Uh, one part of me said, yes, 
He, he, he is, um, how would you say, um, yes, he belongs uh, to our mishpacha. No doubt about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, as far as being poor, yeah, yeah. On the other hand, whoo He gave that look. I was so frightened. I don't know how to describe the look. It, it's so scary. Ah, his light is shining forward. Bonach Hashem. So you are afraid of your child, so what do you want to do? Uh, well, well, I, I... Don't worry about your child. He's going to grow up. Can I know how to be a great Talmud Rochem? What is your problem? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just frightened every time I look at him. Uh, uh, he's a nice boy. He has fine meadows. He does everything I say. He's a very good listener. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, um, uh, he's a very good listener. Except there's only one major, major problem. And what is that major problem? Uh, 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 um, I'm scared to look out of his eyes. Ah, such beautiful, deep eyes. Oh, you can see Kadusha from his eyes. You know what? If you're frightened of him, don't worry. Be'ez Hashem, I will take care of him. I will have my other Talmidim watch him and take care of him. Leave him over here. We'll take care of him. We'll educate him. And everything will be fine. Zorzernish, go home. When he grows up, the time will be for him to get married, and then Bez Hashem, you'll be together again. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Is everything all right? Oh, oh yes. Yeah. I'm just so, so choked up about this all. Thank you, Rabbi. Thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. Sei gesund. Next, please. And so the lady went home. And his child, Yesocha, grew up in the base of Medrash of the Baal Shem Toiv. And Baruch Hashem, he was doing a great, great job. And this person, Yesocha, grew up to be very smart. And now, he was beginning to get somewhat older. He was getting older. Not old like old man. I know what you mean. Like he's now becoming a bucker and people are going to think about making shaduchim with him. Uh, that's correct. And one day it happened. This rich man passed by. Oh dear, Bill Murray. Amazing. You know, when I passed by to see the Balshemtov, I noticed that bucker over there. He is learning so nicely. And his face like glows. And what is his name? Oh, that's Yashaha. Very nice boy, very nice boy. Big Marshman. He hardly ever takes his eyes out of that safe, you know what I mean? Oh, yes, indeed. I'm your rich man, you know. And uh, could you relay a message uh, to the Balshemtov? Uh, why don't you go straight in? Right now he's available. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Excuse me. Uh, that's a good idea. You open the door first. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes, excuse me. Uh, pardon me. Uh, if I may uh, uh, interject, I mean, uh, I mean, is the Rebbe uh, doing something? Oh, please. Is there a request you have? Please tell me what the problem is. Is there something that you want? Tell me. Zogis Tamir. Tell me whatever it is you need to know. Uh, okay, I'm going to tell you. Uh, so I appreciate uh, I have a... I don't have a very pretty daughter, and uh, I like this boy, Yisrocha, very, very much. Very brilliant person, I see. Nice meadows, and I would like him for my son-in-law. And if he becomes my son-in-law, he wouldn't have to work. <laughs> I see. 
pardon me for laughing a little bit, but I'm very intrigued by your offer. Except there's one little thing I must tell you, that at this present moment, he is not ready to get married. Oh, <laughs> Rabbi Yerush, I thought he was going to get married. Uh, listen, uh, you over there, don't interrupt when Rabbi Erbs is telling the story. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, it's not Derek Heretz, because the Baal Shem Tov is talking now. Would not be Derek Heretz if I interrupt. Uh, that's correct. Anyways, it's not the time for him to get married. He will be as Hashem get married. And when the time comes, we'll work on a shidduch, but I don't guarantee he's going to be yours, okay? I don't want to commit him yet, okay? All right, sei gesund. And so the years were going on. And finally... It was getting on to the extent... Rabbi Herbs, are you shuffling back and forth? Why? Because look at all that squeaking your chair is making. Oh, yes, I know. Maybe the next time I'll just use a different chair. Okay, but meanwhile, uh, just know that the squeaks is not my joints and I don't need oil. See? <laughs> oh, maybe I do. It stopped squeaking. Uh, maybe it was my joints. No, it's really the chair. Okay, anyways, so... um. Uh, Let's get on with the story. Ah, uh, you're up to like he's old enough to get married? Oh, yes, of course. Thank you, Yassi. Okay, so let me tell you what happened. The Baal Shem Tov called in one of his Talmidim and he said, Reb Zev Wolf Kitsis. Come in here, please. Reb Zev Wolf Kitsis. You're one of my best Talmidim. Please come in here. I need to talk to you. I have a very important mission for you. Yes, Rabbi. What is it? What do you want me to do? Ah, Reb Zev Wolf, I want you to understand. The time has come for your soccer to get married. And therefore, listen to me very carefully. I cannot tell you exactly how I know. <laughs> Please, Rabbi, I've been with you long enough and I know that I don't ask questions. So tell me, who is he supposed to marry? Ah. Well, you're going to follow these directions. You're going to go to a certain town. And there's going to be a gardener over there. You understand? And the gardener's name is Zanvil. And what you're going to do is, you're going to ask if he is Zanvil, the gardener. Then you're going to ask if he has a third daughter. A third daughter? What do you mean? Zanvil, can I know has a lot of daughters. But the one that's supposed to be married to Yusuf is the third daughter, and her name is Rivka. I see. Okay. And? And you say that I have a bochor over here, Yusuf, and he is going to get married to, uh, you understand? Ah, uh, yes. Okay. I'll be on my way. Uh, let me go. And so, this person, Rabzev Wolf, kisses this. He went over. And he went on his horse and he galloped. And finally he arrived in this strange little town. And in the safer where I checked out all the sources of information that never said uh, which town it was, so it's not so important. But obviously it was near Mezhevitz. Mezhevitz, as some people say, Mezhevitz, Mezhevitz. Depends if you put a dot in the base or not. But anyways, back to the story. So let me tell you what happened. He started walking around. Excuse me, I'm looking for a gardener. Hey, gardener. I'm looking for a gardener. 
Actually, I'm looking for a specific gardener. Oh, you're looking for a specific gardener? Okay, who is it? I'm looking for a man that, uh, his name is Zonville, and he's a gardener. Zonville, very poor gardener. Oh, yes, you'll find him at the end of this town. Oh, can I know a poo-poo-poo? It's a large audience, and they're always fighting, back and forth, back and forth. What are they always fighting about? Uh, who's going to get the last crumb on the table? <laughs> He's very poor, very poor. All right, otherwise that's the way it is. Oh, oh I see. Uh, very interesting. All right, let me, uh, let me just uh, go on over here. Let me make my way over here. Aha! Let me see. Oh! I see a person gardening over there. Uh, it's the edge of the town. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> what? Can you speak a little louder, please? I said, hello there. Huh? What did you say? I said, hello there. <laughs> Why are you screaming? Do you think I'm deaf or something? I'm just a gardener. Now what can I do for you? I'm a Talmud from the Baal Shem Tov. Oh, you're a Talmud from the Baal Shem Tov. Oh, so lovely. Anyways, I'm a gardener, and I plant things. I work for other people. And then I sometimes, then sometimes what I do is I plant flowers and things, and then I uproot them and I sell it to people as plants. You know what I mean? Have you mind? I'm going to go back to work. Ah, please, put down your tools for a moment. I have something important to tell you. Important to tell me? Ah, what is it? Well, uh, you have a daughter? <laughs> well, you're funny. Do I have a daughter? I have, like, about seven, eight daughters. <laughs> How am I going to marry them all? I don't know. Because I don't make much of a living. Now, what can I do for you? Uh, well, you see, it happens to me that, uh, how should I tell you, uh, like I told you before? I know. You're a student of the Baal Shem Tov. That's right. I'm a student of the Baal Shem Tov, and I have a message from the Baal Shem Tov. He has a bocha that's uh, learning by us. His name is Yisocha. And Yisocha's a very special boy. Uh-huh. what about it? Um... The uh, Baal Shem Tov said that you have a third daughter by the name of Rivka. Uh, let me see. There's Prince, there's Yanta, there's Rivka. Hey, you're right. I do. My third daughter's name is Rivka. How did you know that? I never met you before. I personally heard of the Baal Shem Tov, but I never met him before. It doesn't matter. He knows who you are, and that's what counts. So he wants to read a shidduch. Huh? How am I going to put nothing together? A dowry. I have no money to make a wedding. I don't have money to buy clothing or, or, or a wedding dress for the collar. How am I going to do this? Not a problem. The Baal says he'll take care of everything. 
Oh, with pleasure, with pleasure. We'll pack our bags. Everybody, we're packing our bags. Why are we packing our bags? Why are we packing our bags, Father? Uh, 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 you must be Rivka. Yes, I am. How did you know? Well, uh, you're the quiet one, fine minos, and you look a little different. I can't explain it exactly. <laughs> Hanging around with the Malchanta, I know how to pick up these strange vibes. <laughs> uh, uh, you're going to get married to somebody named Abusacha. Oh, that's so nice to hear. It'll be my pleasure. Of course. Talmud the Baal Shem Tov? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I, I agree 100%. I, I, I will definitely marry her. Uh, him. I mean, him. Yes, yes, for sure. For sure. For sure. Uh, yes, yes. I'll, I'll marry him. Uh, uh, you know, you didn't even see him. It's all right. If the Baal Shem Tov says so, it must be good. Okay, uh, let's go. And so everybody packed their bags. And they all trudged out, and there was this crickety wagon going, and it was bouncing up and down, and, and the horse was going so slow. And it was just, you know, very slow moving, and they finally arrived in Mezevish. And the Balshemtov arranged with people, Excuse me, you'll take care, and you put it on my bill. And I want you to make a beautiful dress. You're the tailor. You make a beautiful dress uh, for the column. All right. Don't do that. No problem. And sure enough, a beautiful dress was designed for the color. And then it came the time for the chasana. And people were sitting down by tables. All right. This is very good. A free meal today. <laughs> and we got a mitzvah for it, too. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. We get a bitch for this. Let's give all day. No, the same. And after a while, they were ready for the chuppah. And the chazen got up there. Baruch The Chazan did a beautiful rendition. And, of course, the Baal Shem Tov himself was the Masadic Kedushin. And it was Givaldic. Now, in those days, it wasn't like a Chazan in nowadays halls where everybody jumps up and down. There was Kalesmi musicians here and there. But finally, it was at the end of the Chazna by the Sheva Brachas. And before they started the Sheva Brachas, there was a clap on the table. And that was a clap from the Baal Shem Tov. Before we start the benching of the Sheva Boris, I would like to tell everybody a very, very interesting story. Oh, we're going to hear a story. That's the world. Yeah. Me, I'm a satisfied. They <laughs> have another drink of wine. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm just not going to start to shave brother, so let me just have another drink of wine. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, very good drink of wine. Okay, uh, now I'll be pretty quiet. I hope I don't fall asleep because I drank too much wine. Uh, okay, Rabbi, you may tell uh, the story. 
And so the Baal Shem Tov began his story. Listen to me, I want to tell you a story that will amaze you all. Many, many years ago, there was a king in a faraway country. And this king's name was Alberto. Yes, Alberto. Alberto was a very interesting king. He was smart. He was strong physically. And he was very rich. <laughs> Can you give me some of the British, please? <clears throat> well, let me tell you some more about him. He was married a number of years. And one day, this king had a very bad thought. Pelcha, me oh my, I have a horrible thought. Here I am getting old with the queen. <laughs> my queen, my lovely queen that I have here. We are both getting old. But there's something that bothers me even more. It's not just that we are getting old. The thing that seems to be bothering me very, very much. Uh, I have no children. I have no children. Hmm. Who is going to be the next king? I don't have a son. Oh, dear. And who's going to inherit my riches? Oh, dear. I shudder to think that it should be a general. Messenger! Come in here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What is it, sir? Whatever you want, sir, I will do it. Sir, I I'm here to do your bidding. Uh, tell me what it is, sir. I will do whatever you say. You tell me whatever you say I will do. First of all, stop waving your fingers in front of my face like that. Yes, sir. Whatever you say, I will do. I'll stop waving my fingers in front of your face. If you keep doing that, you're going to pick my nose in a minute. If you want, I shall pick your nose. Until you stop that. Now you listen to me and you listen to me well. I want you to do the following. Yes, sir. Whatever you say, sir, I will do the following. Where do you want me to follow? No. I want you to summon all, all of my ministers, all of my advisors, and all my sorcerers, my kishofmachers. Do you understand what I'm telling you? Yes, sir. Right away, sir. I will get whatever you want. I'll get you peanut popcorns and butterscotch and vanilla pickles and whatever you want, sir. Just get me the people. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, sir. I'll get you whoever you want, sir. Uh, yes, indeed. And so, sure enough, all the advisors, all the ministers, and the kishofmachers, the magicians, the sorcerers, that knew how to practice sorcery from the sitra achra, from the bad side. And, of course, some of them were fakers, and they just pretended, and they made it look real. And the king said, Now listen to me, gentlemen. You know I'm not getting any younger. And I, the king, have no child. I need a boy. I need a son. Now tell me, does anybody have any advice of what to do? Well, sir, I had an idea, but I don't know if you like it. Um, you know, you see... Uh, get rid of your queen and get a new queen. Because maybe this queen is not able to have children, so you gotta get a new queen. What do you say? I say maybe I should get a new advisor, and the old advisor should cut off his head. What do you say? 
I think, uh, uh, don't listen to my advice. Keep your queen, and we'll think of something else. Oh, boy, I'll be in the back now, if you don't mind. Yes, you go to the back. Indeed, indeed, you go to the back. Any other ideas? What about you, Kishif Maches? Do you know anything? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 uh, uh, well, um, 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 go ahead, you tell him. Yes, of course, I know what to do. I have great ideas. I will put a little bit of lemon juice mixed with spices and spaghetti and meatballs. And then I will mix in its cement and I will make a molding that will be smelling fresh like peanut butter jelly, uh, spaghetti and meatballs. And it will be a new prince. Don't make fun of me. I'm talking about a real one. Suddenly. One of the greatest of the sorcerers got up over there. Allow me to introduce myself. <laughs> you are coming to ask advice. Well, let me tell you something. It is God in heaven who causes that people should be able to have children. If he says that you shall have children, then you will. If he says that you should not have children, then no matter what you will do, you will never have children. Now, if you listen to my idea, you know, the Jewish God is very, very great. When Jews pray to him, he listens. But why should they want to pray for you? So listen to my idea. <laughs> you make a law that unless that you have a child within a year, the Jewish people Cannot, from this day on. Yes, let me remodify that. Let me take it again. What are you babbling about? Say it straight and I should understand. All right, let me put it simple. Yes, please do. All right, let me rephrase my words. Let me just go backwards a second. Stop walking backwards, you're going to crash into the wall. I'm sorry, sir, I don't mean that way. Now listen to me. <laughs> Here's what you're going to do. You're going to make a law, a decree, that Jews cannot keep their religion. Anyone caught putting on their tefillin, their talis, and their whatever, if they're caught learning Torah, or if they're caught praying in the synagogue, or if they're caught doing bris mila, or any other Jewish thing, then you will have them killed. And this, you say, will happen until you have a child. This will force the Jewish people in secrecy to pray for you to have a child. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because they wish to keep their religion. What do you say? All right, fine, we'll make it a law. Let's do it. And so, sure enough, he made a decree. And he made this new law. And this new law was amazing. And Jewish people heard about it. Hashtag hired? Did you hear such a thing like that? How can you imagine that? I know what's happening here. I understand everything. And as far as I'm concerned, I am leaving this country. I'm going somewhere else where I can practice my Yiddishkeit. And many people left. But there were some who had too much to take with them. And they decided to pretend that they were not keeping Yiddishkeit. Almost like the Muranos and things like that. What they ended up doing was they acted as secret Jews. They dug tunnels under the ground. They had secret shuls. And they were mispalel. But unfortunately, if anyone was caught, they were killed.
And finally, the Malochim in Shemayim, they were crying, Please have Rachmanes on your Eden. Please send the Neshama down to be the son of the king. But Hashem's response was that there are no Neshamas ready to go down to be the son of the king. And the Tsaras were growing for the Eden. It was very bad at that time. When suddenly there was a Neshama of a great Talmud Chacham who never had to go back down to be Masakin as a Gilgal at all because he was so perfect. And he was going straight to Gan Eden. And he was enjoying the pleasures of Gan Eden. And all of a sudden, he came to a new idea and he said, mm, Please send me. I am willing to go down as a Gilgal. I am willing to come back in human form again. I am willing to go back and be the son of the king so that the decree should stop. And sure enough, the king got beautiful news. The wife, his wife, I should say, the queen had a beautiful baby boy. And his eyes were sparkling. Nobody can understand why. But one thing was very clear, let me tell you. As the child was growing up, he was going to be an extremely smart boy, and he was a smart boy as he was growing up. But the king and the queen were so excited about their child, they forgot this happened because they forced the Jews to be mispalel, that a miracle should happen. They should get the rachmonis of the malachim. This was going on. But let me tell you something. He forgot all about it, and he never was mavatal decree. He never was mavatted the decree. He never was mavatal it. He never was mavatter on his honor. He never was mavatal. They're both similar words. But anyways, he never was mavatal the decree. He never broke the decree. It remained. And no Jew was able to come to the palace because Jews were not allowed to come to the palace. And they couldn't come in there and say, excuse me, but the, the decree should be over by now. I'm showing me, pardon me, but your decree should be over. Did you hear such a thing like this? Listen what he's doing. He's not stopping the decree. I got to speak to the king. I'm sorry, sir. You can't go see the king. Ah, it's an order. And nobody could see the king. So the Jews that stayed in the country, they kept Yiddishkeit quietly. And the Baal Shem Tov went on with the story. And the Baal Shem Tov said, So Rabbi Sai, let me tell you what happened next. Years would go on. And the prince was called Alberto Jr. Alberto Jr. was a very special prince. What he did was he went over and this here particular prince, he was so smart, he was out, how would you say, he was outsmarted all the teachers he had. And the teachers were baffled. Mom, trust about it now. Uh, um, I gave you a problem to do, and, and it normally takes an adult about 47 minutes to do it, and you did it in 13 and a half seconds. How did you do that? 
Oh, please. You call yourself a, a teacher? You call yourself a professor? Uh, maybe you should be a professor of gefilte fish. Now, excuse me, could you please leave? I don't need teachers like you, okay? You're not a teacher for me. Tati, father, daddy-o. I mean, look at this. What's going on here? <coughs> I see. Tell me. We need better teachers then. We'll get. We'll get wiser teachers. And they did. But no matter who they got, as the Balshemtiv continued, it didn't matter. It didn't matter who they got because no one could do that. But then one day, one day it happened. And you know what happened was? Somebody said, Oh, shush me, your majesty, shush me, your majesty. It just so happens that we came to a conclusion that there's this strange old man that walks the streets and he speaks words of wisdom. He looks like a very smart man. Should we bring him here? And they brought this man here. And the Baal Shem Tov, he was going on with the story and he told that they brought the man there. And when the man came there, he did the following. Yes. I'm willing to teach your uh, son, the prince, but I'm on uh, one condition, sir. I would like that uh, if I'm going to be here on the palace grounds, I need some time for myself with nobody watching me, nobody spying on me. I like to take one hour a day and have a private chamber where I can be by myself and relax. Is that possible? If it is, then I'm the person... I will teach your son. Fine. You can have a private chamber, whatever you want. And so the two of them, the father put together, the two of them, this great Talmud Chochem, this great Talmud Chochem was put together with the prince. And I'm here if she said Talmud Chochem. Oh, sorry. Did I say that? I gave it away? Is he really a Tamachachim? I thought he's a guy. Well, actually, I'm running low on time. And I told you I have no idea how long the story's going to take. So I really got to tell a little bit faster. But is the Baal Shem going to continue telling the story? Uh, yes, he is. Uh, uh, so then how come we don't hear him? All right. You want to hear him? Okay, the Baal Shem Tov. You want to continue with the story? Yes. And so the Baal Shem Tov went on and he said, Meirabesai, I want you to know what ended up happening, are you listening, was that this prince learned with this stranger night after night, day after day, except for that one hour. One day the prince's curiosity got a hold of him. I gotta see what's going on here. I gotta find out. Let me just open this door a little crack. Aha, there it is. I opened it a little crack. Oh my goodness. He's Jewish. He's putting on those, those phylacteries, those film boxes. He's wearing a, 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 a whatever they call that shawl, a tallis or something. Oh, boy. What is that? A noise I hear? Oh, close that door quickly, quickly. <laughs> I'm not angry at you. Don't worry. Just relax. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to find your secret. You're Jewish? Yes, I am. But you know... And the Baal Shem Tov continued with the story. And so he explained why he was hidden as a Jew. And he explained why he came back to the town. And he was waiting for an opportunity to get to see the king. That he could tell the king he should stop the decree. But it didn't happen yet. 
and it didn't look like it was going to happen because now the king was so upset because it was very hard to satisfy the prince. And so what happened was is the prince learned Torah from this man and he agreed to be Magaya, the proper way, even though the man tried to dissuade him. And this prince who had the Neshomer from the Talmud Chochem in Shemayim, he went over and he had such joy. Finally had real joy by learning Torah. And they made up that they were going to sneak away one night. And they snuck away. And then he came to the town, uh, next town, whatever it was, a town where they could practice Yiddishkeit. This prince continued to learn Torah. He eventually got married to somebody. But this tzaddik was such a special person. He was able to go to sleep at night and literally his neshama went from his body and his body was like a dead body, not like a regular person who goes to sleep. And what happened was this, let me tell you. He once came back down from the Shemayim and he said that it's going to be very bad. He's not going to be able to be fully in his position as before because he grew up in the house of the king and he did terrible things. He wasn't like a Jew. So the only thing is, if he dies now and comes back in another form. But his wife said, I will only do it. I will only agree to let you do it, I should say. She agreed to let him die if she could die also. And then when he comes back down, she wants to be his wife when he comes back down. Wow, that's an amazing story. <coughs> I got to take another drink of wine. <coughs> oh, wow. And the reason you're telling this story, Rebbe, is? The reason I'm telling this story, because the Gilgulim, these two soulmates, they came down from Shemayim, and they are here now. Here now? Where? Where? Where can I see them? Huh? In the background over there? Uh, over there? Uh, where, where are they? Uh, what happened? They are here at the Shefer Broches, and we are here at their Shefer Broches, because this boy is Socher, and this girl over here, this girl Rivke, she and him are the Gilgulim from the Friedrichatzad, from the earlier time. And people saw that. They were amazed. And then, of course, the woodcutter's wife understood. Oh, so that's why his eyes are so piercing, because he's so holy and special. And, of course, the gardener said, <laughs> that's very interesting. Wow. So that's why my daughter was so kind of a little strange compared to everybody else. And sure enough, they all enjoyed the chasana. And of course, this Talmud grew up poor, where he should be, as far as to do tshuva and have kapara. And then he was rich in a different way, because he was a great Talmud Chacham. And they both lived a beautiful Teradika life from that day and onwards. Wow, Rabbi Irv, fantastic story. You're right, you don't know how long it takes. You had, I saw you took some shortcuts and you had to condense a couple things and everything like that. And what are you looking at? Uh, oh, no, you're not going to condense me, are you? No, no, no. You were pretty quiet. I was studying the background a lot. <laughs> yes, that was very nice. Okay, uh, um, uh, yeah, I know what you want to ask. Uh, uh, listen, do we have time for a few phone calls? Oh, oh yeah, good. Baruch Hashem, we have a time. We can take a few phone calls. Okay. Uh, uh, hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Hello, hello, you're on the air. Yes, you're on the air. What is your name? Avi Galinsky. Avi Galinsky. Okay. What lesson you learned tonight's story? I learned um, we see the chain of Gilgulim 
how they how we they come back from now and then, and we also see how when he was when he was a Tam Chacham in the past, he continued and eventually became a guy when he was a prince. Very good. That's correct. That's correct. So if you have that spark of a Tzaddik in the Shema, it stays with you. That's great. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay, I wonder if the boy Zalmi Hirsch recommended this story. It was a great story. I wonder if he's going to call. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Hello. Yes, you're on the air. What is your name? Mordecai Simon. Mordecai Simon! All the way from New Jersey. Okay, so we're going to have you soon, right? One day, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Okay. So meantime, what lesson did you learn tonight's story? Um, that, that you should always believe in Hashem. Right. And um, even if it's hard to, to do something, then you should always do it and you shouldn't give up. And, right. and, um, and, 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 um, yeah, um, <laughs> don't be so nervous. You'll be more nervous when you come to the studio. <laughs> um, all right, listen, if you, th- if you think of the other part, you'll call back, okay? Uh-huh. Okay, have a nice night. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Hey. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Okay, uh, dial code. We'll uh, try another one. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Zalmi Hirsch. Ah, Zalmi Hirsch. Good. I'm happy you called in. So you hear the story um, the way it's supposed to be? Uh, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um. So it had um, nothing to do with the Spanish Inquisition. At least uh, what I saw. You shouldn't ask any questions on a Rebbe. Excellent. Right. And, um... Uh, you should always listen to what Rabbi has to say. Right. And, um, also, uh, yeah, that's it. Okay, very good. Thank you very much. So you see, we told you a story. It was a great story. Thank you very much. Okay, that's it. All the time we have. Okay, one, one last call. Okay, hello, you're on the air. Hi. Yes, you're on, what's your name? Ephraim Louie. Ephraim Louie. Hey, we didn't hear from you in a long time. Well, you finally got through. Okay, what lesson you learned tonight's story? Um, that you should have be talking to man. Um, that you should that um you should always have because um tzaddik goes over kadosh baruch Whenever tzaddik says, usually happens. Very good, excellent, beautiful, very well said. Thank you very much. Okay, okay. thanks for calling. Okay, do we have any more time? Another call? One more call? Okay, maybe this is the last call. Okay, hello, you're on here. What is your name? Hello. You're not there? You might be the last call. Hello? Okay, he's not there. One last call. Okay, maybe you're the last call. Hello, you're, you're on the air. What is your name? Penny Modes. Penny Modes, all right. What lesson yeah, you I learned? made it on the last call. Yes, you, you made it as the <coughs> last caller. Okay, so what lesson you learned tonight's story? So there's many lessons. I figured out Hashkacha Pratesh. Right. I get Amunas Chachamim. Right. Um... Uh, I guess you should think before you speak. That right. the advice that interrupted. Um, yeah. Uh, learn Torah for sure, and right. And you should be mice enough for Shriya this guy. That's true. Very good. Excellent. Excellent. Beautiful. Very good. Okay. Thank you very much. Right, thank you. Okay. Bye bye. That's all the time we have. So. Until next week, everybody have a wonderful weekend. Have enjoy your beautiful, beautiful Shabbos. Goodbye, everyone.